there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Intuit, the technology platform that brings financial confidence with products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. You might have learned the recorder in school, but probably not how to navigate the financial world. Luckily, Intuit's on a mission to help with the free Intuit for Education program. It provides students with the lessons to learn essential skills, like how to build credit, file taxes, and budget. Check out their free resources at intuit.com education. Welcome to Go, my favorite sports team. My name is Markiplier, here with another episode of Go for your delightful ears, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Scheid. Oh my gosh, you're like a full-on announcer today. Calling it out. Well, I'm here. I'm man with the master's degree, the man with the plan, the man that has feet and limbs longer than Mark's. Wow, man. Why'd you, why you got started like that? I don't know. Why I you didn't know what to say. Limbs and legs? What did you say? <laughs> feet and limbs. Feet and limbs. <laughs> but not hands, though. Not hands. Not hands. Oh, Hair, no. currently. Uh, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Oh. Uh, well, uh, as a regular update, and I imagine I'm going to have to do this every episode for the rest of forever, no, I have not gotten the leg lengthening <laughs> surgery. <laughs> Oh no! Oh my God! I want I want people to make leg lengthening inspiration posters for me. Photoshop me with what it'd be like. Give me a POV of what it'd be like to be three to four inches tall. You know what I realized when we talked about that? What? If I got that surgery, I could be taller than Bob and Wade. You could be. What are you? You're six. I'm six one. Six one. Yeah. So six one. You could. Add, if you if you were on the upper side of that surgery, you would be taller than Bob. Yeah. I could get six seven. It's like the max. I six think. seven. You yeah. would be able. You could add six, six, inch? six, six inches. Yeah, that's what I read. Six? Six inches. What hack doctor is going to give you six inches? Oh, man, I got to imagine the medical conferences about that surgery must be nuts right now. Oh, yeah. I don't imagine that that kind of circuit gets exciting, but I bet, like, the leg saw sellers <laughs> at the conventions are like, business is booming. We've got a new electric fast one that only takes <laughs> one minute to get through the femur. An electric fast one? Yeah. <laughs> We call it the electric fast one. What's it do? Fast. <laughs> but only one. <laughs> we get a gas-powered chainsaw. Yeah, really bad. We're going to roll coal as we <laughs> take into this guy's fever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> those doctors, those medical conventions, wild people. Oh, my gosh. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today we're talking about oh, what? 
We're going to be talking about parents and their influence over like kids and youth sports. Their influence over youth To, to a degree, yeah. Um, oh. I sent you a video today. Um, um, I sent you a video the other day. You did. I watched yeah. that video. That okay, was a great video. Okay, uh, but we'll talk about that one afterwards. What did you send? I it sent it to you on Insta. Insta. You, uh, you, actually, this is so strange because I have not checked my Instagram messages since I ever got Instagram. Really? Um, and I forgot that um, like if you leave, they made a change where if you leave a setting by default in your privacy settings, people can just add you to groups oh that that's been driving me nuts i i've been trying to delete them all but it's just like i never it it just doesn't delete them so it's like and i must have thousands tens of thousands yeah randos keep adding me to groups too and yeah i'm not nearly as popular as you you can turn it off well i'll have to find that setting all right so what is this so it's on sports center and it's this kid that's in a championship youth baseball game because we're in the summer now and there's a lot of youth sports that happen and this kid is rolling down the third baseline to home plate because he's having fun yeah this is a little kid and his mom is screaming at him no no, run! Because the thing is, like, they want to win, right? Of course, of course, yeah. This kid doesn't care. This, this kid, kid doesn't is care. having fun. That kid's the having the time of right his life. And he still ends up scoring. It's an adorable video. Yeah, yeah. But I saw that video today. Right. And the first thing I thought of was sitting there, and I've been an umpire and a youth ref for yeah. football. Uh-huh. And parents are the worst part of that job. I bet. And more often than not, they embarrass their kids. Yeah. Because to a kid, I mean, this is a sport. Sports are meant to be fun. They're meant to be competitive. But when you're a kid, like, it's getting out. You're having exercise. You're playing games with your friends. You know, who cares at the end of the day? How much as a kid that age? I think he was probably, like, maybe five. Maybe five. How much do you think he cares if he gets a giant trophy for a championship in a tournament of baseball? Yeah, it's like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you'll look back when you were older at your th- and you think you think he's going to be the most proud of his four year old like uh, first grade uh, little league championship trophy. And it's not like winning that championship is going to lead him to being the next major league baseball player. Yeah, there's that's no way the superstar. No. <laughs> And so it's one of those interesting nuances because obviously parents have huge. He in- said the thing. He said nuance. Ding, 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 ring there. <laughs> have you noticed uh, people on the subreddit picking up on how much you say nuance? Do I say it a lot? You don't notice? You haven't seen this on no. the subreddit? People on the subreddit are always like, it was like, that's like that SpongeBob meme, uh, old reliable. I like the word. Click, nuance. You, you click open the, the little tackle box. It's like, nuance. <laughs> need a nuance counter. We'll insert the nuance counter. No, now. don't make him do that kind of work. Just put it at infinity. <laughs> But parents are an interesting factor when it comes to a child Mm. and their life, right? They're the ones that are going to be transporting them. They're the ones that are paying the bills. They're the ones that are providing for them the opportunities that they're going to see. And so a lot of times parents will necessarily choose the sport that maybe their kid doesn't even like. Right. Because how would they know? They're a kid. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things that they have to be able to listen to the kid and pay attention to his interests as he tries out a bunch of various sports. (laughs) Old reliable nuance. Oh, my God. Anyway, yeah, 
Yeah, because um, like who, what five year old? The only things that a child knows is what their parent has taught them. So it's not the kid that necessarily has dreams and aspirations to be a baseball player or what that is. The parent is like, if it's like a, a baseball player that you know has been from birth trained to be a, an a MLB whatever, it's because their parent was like, "You're gonna be the best. You're gonna be the best, and I, you're gonna play baseball every day." And you're going to watch baseball. And I'm going to make you love baseball. And it's like the kid doesn't necessarily maybe even want to do that. Yeah, there's a lot of realization of that. And we're going to talk about all the different issues that parents can have and all the positive things parents oh, can do for their kids. Yeah, good parents, bad parents. That, yeah. that goes without saying. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. So just to start it off, like as a kid, we talked about how parents have a huge influence over what time the kid spends doing what. Right. And so there's a great benefit in that is getting them active and getting them out to try sports is a gift, in my opinion, because they get the opportunity to meet people. They get the opportunity to try different athletic things because we were both kids once. We loved running around, right? Sure. Like before the era of where video games were as accessible as they are today, uh -huh. that was the main form of entertainment. Yeah. I mean, that's human history is just running around and hitting each other with sticks. Yeah. That's pretty much what sports is today. And that's what sports has always been for humans because we can run around and we can yell and hit things with sticks. So and that's just kids at play. Right. Yeah. Right. And so giving them the ability to be able to try different things, whether it be youth soccer, youth baseball, there's youth flag football. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's I'm sure there are youth cricket programs, youth rugby programs, youth volleyball, like almost every sport has to a certain degree an age in which sport becomes accessible. Yeah. And so I think the first sport I ever did was soccer. The second one was baseball and the third one was wrestling. Okay. And so growing up, like being able to experience different sports, I got a taste for some of them. I had the great benefit personally of my dad formerly being a high school baseball coach mm. when he was in college, I think is when he coached baseball. And so like I had a natural knack for sports and it, like my dad saw it at a young age that he got me into baseball and I took up baseball like nothing. And so I 
had a passion for baseball because of the players that I played with. The sport itself, and this is crazy because back then there's a point, multiple points in my life where I was like, I'm done with baseball. But numerous points nowadays that it is the sport I miss most. Really? Yeah. And so my dad was my coach almost my entire baseball career. Uh Uh-huh. He taught me how to bat. He worked with me. We would throw baseball in the backyard. You had a good influence in baseball. I had a good influence in baseball. Mm -hmm. There was never an issue where he yelled at an umpire. There was never an issue where he yelled at kids for doing something wrong. That's the most fascinating thing is that that's even a possibility. And not only a possibility, I'm willing to bet a regular occurrence of parents yelling at children. Yes, just screaming and it doesn't i don't care if this kid's like 15 or 5 like you're yelling at a teen you're yelling at a child and it's just like what kind of life decisions has led you to the point where you think that yelling at a child is going to fix your problems and there are numerous sports in which coaches yell at kids yeah and it's a commonplace thing and it's like championed in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and it's one of the things like kids and different players and athletes respond to different coaching methods yeah and there are some people that respond to yelling well yeah. I am not one of them. Mm-hmm. I shut down. You yell at me, I shut down. My confidence goes away, all of that goes away. And that happened in my last year of playing baseball, and the reason I quit baseball was a bad coach. Mm-hmm. Because coaches, more often than not through youth sports, are volunteers. Mm-hmm. They're parents. And so there's a level of their knowledge that can be positive mm-hmm. or negative, because if they're taught wrong, there's injuries that could happen. There's bad habits that can happen, and things along those lines. So parenting also ties into coaching in the youth sports. Mm -hmm. And so my last year, this coach yelled at me and was saying, oh, that's that not whole shit, like talking down to my past experience in baseball, to which I had a far better coach back then than I had at the current moment in time. Ah, right, right. And so it made me quit baseball. Yeah, it's fascinating Like that, that that would ever be a strategy because I don't even get the argument of like, oh, man, if you can't take someone yelling at you, you're not tough enough. It's, like, it's not even a matter of toughness. It's like, why are we judging the person being yelled at and not the person yelling? Because yeah. in any other social circumstances, when you see someone who has to resort to screaming to try to win whatever argument or fight that they're in or even like a discussion, if they have to scream, everyone, everyone looking at that knows that they're losing the argument argument and so like why when we have people in a position of power let's say a boss or a coach or any kind of like managerial position where you're responsible for other people and you are screaming at them everyone knows that's the bad way to go about it and yet with like this coaching stuff and like coaches like just screaming or parents screaming at other kids like how are we not aware that that's the wrong action yeah and not to mention that like just going into parents on the sidelines Uh like we talk about coaching and yelling yeah a coach yelling is one thing because sometimes you need to be heard Yeah, yeah yeah there's a difference between yelling and screaming at someone but your parents are in the stands and an umpire makes a wrong call because the umpires, for, frankly, in youth sports are underpaid mm-hmm. for the amount, especially the amount of parental yelling that they get. Uh-huh. For the record, umpires are the name of basically referees in baseball. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they're calling balls and strikes. They're volunteers and they're getting paid maybe $50 a game if they're lucky. A couple free hot dogs. I'd and it's happy. literally paid out of pocket in cash from the coaches. Right. And they get attacked uh-huh. constantly. Uh-huh. And then there's a shortage of umpires because of these parents in the stands. But without even getting into that factor, you're a kid and your parent 
is the person that you emulate more than anybody else. Absolutely. And if they get irate at an umpire because an umpire called an out when it maybe should have been safe, uh-huh. and more often than not, you know, they're going to be right more often than they're wrong. They're not purposely getting things wrong. They're sure. trying their best because there's, uh, there's uh, the added pressure of they're going to get yelled at if they don't. I like how, you know, in, in MLB it's different because we have cameras and whatnot, but in Little League games there's no cameras or enough. I like how the person standing 15, maybe 20 feet away in the stands behind a metal knows fence better. knows what's better than the dude literally standing <laughs> over the catcher staring this bat in the eyes. Like, how do you think you can see it better? Yes, they can make a mistake. So can you from the stands. What are the odds you're both right? What are the odds you're both wrong? It's like... What are the odds you're more right than them from your seat? The yeah. nosebleeds. Yeah. Where you got a hot dog in your mouth and popcorn dribbling down your chin. Clear down strike. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Well, it, it's one of those things like everybody is a uh, couch referee, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's one of those things that those parents numerous times will get up and just be screaming at the umpire. One mistake, and the rest of the game, they're yelling at him Then you it. go volunteer. Like Mr. Parent, Miss Parent, Mrs. Parent. You go volunteer. You put on the umpire uniform. You make the calls. But the point is, their focus is on winning. Yeah, absolutely. And the kids' focus at the time is on fun. Exactly. It's supposed to be fun. That's the whole point of playing a sport. You're supposed to enjoy yourself. If you no longer have fun playing a sport, you shouldn't still play the sport. Yeah, exactly. Winning, losing, like, yeah, winning is more fun than losing most of the time, but it's like that's part of the game. You want that win. That's why, in, in uh, to make a stupid reference, Elden Ring, you, you lose to the boss a few times, and then when you win, it's so good. Yeah, it gives it gives elation to and and um what is it frick gives value the value to the accomplishment exactly it makes it worth the while and and what i often see when when it's like parents yelling it's usually boils down to narcissism right it's like no one can think of outside lack of empathy and an ability to not realize that you are not the main character in the story and you do not need to express yourself in such a way they have this dissonant filter where they think that everyone is at their back and like yeah i'm the brave one standing up and everyone is cheering me on as i'm writing this injustice in reality they're just everyone's like oh my god will this person shut up up. And then there's the fans or the parents that yell at the coach. Oh, fun. Then you have the parents that yell at the opposing team's parents. Fun. Like all of those three things, all you are doing is embarrassing your kid. Yeah. And at the same time, you're teaching them the wrong thing. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. Especially when it comes to the value that sport holds. Mm hmm. Because, like, you want to teach them the positives. You want them to enjoy it. And there's a semblance of, like, parents already, a lot of people get mad at parents because they're trying to live vicariously through their kid. Yeah. Like, I didn't make it in this sport. I think you can. You're going to play this sport. You're going to do this. Yeah. And really, it shouldn't be about that. I don't get people's idea that you need to win all the time. Losing is the greatest teacher of lessons. It's the the stepping stone to improvement. It's not even just that. It's like, here's the thing that not many people know about me. When I go onto another person's podcast, video, live stream, whatever, I often play as an asshole. I'm playing that up because it makes them look better. That's why I do it. It also makes the conversation flow better. It's easier to come from an antagonistic place. But that does not relate to this idea that people in stands yelling at other people. I'm saying 
saying this because I know some people will probably make this comparison. Oh. But it's like the reason I do that is so that I lose because the other person can have a win. The other people can have a win. Unus Honest was that a lot. It's like I looked bad intentionally so that Ethan could have a win in that day. And that video could be about him and he could be the star of that show. And it's like losing has a purpose. Losing has a dynamicism. It's not even losing. It doesn't matter what it is because the whole show is the entertainment value, right? And then I would imagine that applies to sports as well. It's a show. And it's entertainment. It's one of those things to where you're allowing somebody else to get the forefront light. Exactly. You're allowing they, them to shine on their platform, on their podcast, and, on their thing. And it's like, I have enough accolades as it is. I don't need to look any better. I can look bad. I'm fine with that. Um, and so if me looking bad makes other people look bad by comparison, that's great. And, and with, with sports, it's like, this is because I'm having fun when I'm doing that. And everyone's having fun. But, but it's like with sports, it's like, why is winning so important? Why? Why is this game so goddamn essential even if it's a game where it's like win lose stuff like that if you're having fun and you're developing as a player or you're developing as anything possible it's it's this net zero mentality and everything even outside of sports it's like if i get you lose or if you lose i get you know so that brings up an interesting point because one of the things when i was a senior in high school and we were playing water polo was the coaches made a decision and changed something up in a game in a major tournament for us okay and we ended up losing that game. Mm -hmm. And we lost to a team we should not have lost to. And what, all of us were what, pissed. What rules did they change? They get five points before the whistle blows. No, they didn't they didn't Ding. change the rules. They just they put in like a player that shouldn't have been get 15 in fifteen balls in the pool. Like, go. <laughs> it's now dodgeball, water polo. What, what rules did they change? They didn't change a rule. They put in a player that was a freshman that wasn't ready to play goalie or what. I, I don't remember exactly what happened. On your team? Yeah. Oh, okay. I so, gotcha, like, gotcha. pulled, like, a senior out and put a freshman in and did some stuff that, like, we didn't agree with because we had been playing together for a number of years. Sure. And we ended up losing this game against a team that we beat, like, by double-digit goals the rest of the year. Okay. And all of us, every senior – Myself, Elliot, Luke, Kevin, like all of us were pissed. Uh, I, I was pissed because I got kicked in the nuts that game. Oh, fun. Really, really hard to the point to where I won't talk about it, but it was not good. They were gone. They obliterated, lost them in the pool. No, 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 no. They no. sank to the deep. Uh, bleep this out, Will. Uh. And so we were livid. Uh -huh. But in that gave us so much more motivation to absolutely take care of business when we were in the pool. Uh -huh. Because ultimately, we were not playing well that game. Mm -hmm. But that loss led to the state championship in the opinion of the coaches and the opinion of some other people that were on the viewpoint of like, we were a very good team. But that brought us from our overconfidence that brought us back down to earth. Okay. And also, I see if you were beating this other team in to double digit numbers, maybe the coaches were like, let's give the freshmen a chance and also maybe this other team a chance. Well, the rest of the year we did that. This was the second game we had played against this team. Ah, I see, I see, I see, I see. Um, and we had destroyed them the first time, but yeah. Just to give them a chance. Didn't they? Well, you Don't you bet they felt good? Oh, finally. yeah, 100%. We beat off, we've, we've ended the streak. I bet they were elated oh yeah a couple years later those freshmen and sophomores ended up winning a state championship themselves yeah so good, good but the biggest thing about that is if you start thinking that you can win every game and you win every game mm. you're going to get complacent you're not necessarily going to work to improve uh -huh. and so in that semblance failure is entirely important for improvement i think it's essential for people to fail in general 
and to accept that failure will happen. Fail, failing a lot and failing significantly is the, the best teacher, like you said. Um, but just not even like failing, going through hardships and experiencing that and experiencing defeat and looking inward. It's the only place you can blame. Because a lot of people, they, they fail and they look outwards. Like, it can't be me. That's the narcissism. That's the parents speaking or yelling at the coaches, the kids, the umpires. But really, when you do have a beautiful moment, when you do fail and you have a chance to look inward and realize shortcomings that are there that can be addressed, I think that is a very powerful moment. I think that's why a lot of people should not be afraid to fail. Yeah. So getting back to the parents. Um, right. These goddamn parents. There's another couple of things that have been happening a lot in youth sports lately that have been extremely negative, other than parents yelling at refs and scaring people from taking those jobs. So then Pissing there's the less opportunity for youth yeah. sports. Mm-hmm. Um Parents getting into fights. Landmines in the outfield. I've seen it all. You have no idea how many. I was in grad school. When how I many landmines are in the outfield? Yeah, you have no up. idea how many landmines are out in the outfield. No. <laughs> okay. But you have no idea how many That's fights. That's the scariest part. You don't know no. how many landmines are in the outfield. Might be zero. Might be 200. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. You have no idea how many fights I had to break up. I was the head official for Greeley uh, City Recreation Department. Greeley. I don't um, know where that is. Because I had played college football, I knew a lot of the nuances of the rules. Nuance! <laughs> I say it more than now. I'm going to be paying attention and trying to change it. All right. I, I knew a lot of the rules. Mm-hmm. So I ended up teaching a lot of the other volunteers that were being officials the rules and what to look for and where they're supposed to be looking and where the landmines are that's how i ended up being the the top person for the city for teaching the you know the officials and the the groups that were working with the sports program okay and so i broke up fights between parents and coaches i broke up fights between parents and refs i've broken up fights between parents and other parents i mean it's outrageous how much these parents get invested in their kids and watching the kids also have that same kind of attitude to where they gave me attitude when I was telling them, you can't do that. That's a penalty. Yeah. Because where did they learn it? Yeah. From the parents screaming at other people. And my favorite phrase that I heard all the time, and, and this is this is the key thing that bothered me the most, is like, let them play. And I'm like, I am. I'm trying to teach them the rules so that when they move on and want to continue playing the sport, they're not injuring themselves. Uh-huh. They're not making those mistakes. Mm. I'm trying to advance them. I played football in college. I want them to succeed. Uh-huh. And the fact of the parents and not realizing that that is the majority of people's opinions that work and volunteer to work as officials, as coaches, want to do, blows my mind. I'm not there to hurt your kid. I don't want him to fail. I don't want to throw a flag on the play because he did something wrong. I do it because I want him to improve. And I want to protect the players that are in there. Because football in and of itself is a dangerous sport. Especially Mm -hmm. with concussions. Of course. And one of the biggest things was lowering the helmet. So anytime I saw that happen and I knew it was a bad tackling position, it was something like that, I would throw a flag as a teachable moment Mm -hmm. so that they would not put themselves at risk and risk the other kids playing. Yeah. And so it was so painful because I also worked the front desk at the rec center. Sure. And when some of the coaches came in, they're like, oh, man, we're turning in our stuff. And, man, those officials were awful. And then they'd look up and see me and they go, oh, I go, yeah, what was awful? Oh, well, this one guy told me about the rule. And I said, I immediately pulled it up on my computer. This is that rule. (laughs) This is why I enforced it. Oh, yeah. 
And it was it was one of those things that during that time, I eventually earned the respect of the coaches to the point to where they would yell at the parents yelling at me. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And so and that's not easy to do mm-hmm. in the sense of like getting a coach to agree with you. Right. Especially yeah. when I had a verbal altercation. Calmly, a verbal altercation. Calmly. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. With a coach who was arguing me uh, with me about the line of scrimmage rule, about how many eligible receivers are allowed on the line of scrimmage and uh-huh. whether ineligible downfield and illegal formation. Right. Those three things. And I had to tell him, he came up to me the next week and said, I apologize. You were 100% right. And that is the only time I ever got an apology. That's nice. But that apology was passed around to the rest of the coaching staff to the point to where I had a parent come towards me Mm -hmm. ready to fight. And I didn't know what to do. I froze. Yeah. And a huge coach of the team that that parent's kids, like, on uh, stepped in and just threw his belly right <laughs> in the flattened him like I was just sitting there like oh my god this god. guy was massive I and it was just the, <laughs> the power belly <laughs> he just went no you don't <laughs> and it was That's just so I was just funny. sitting there like what am I watching wow and so I, I unfortunately had to call security because then they started fighting with the coach. Great. No, good, no, no hands were thrown or anything like that, but they were uh, like face to face yelling at each other. And I'm like, they were belly to belly. They couldn't yeah. get face to face. Their stomachs were too big. <laughs> no, I but it, I think about that all the time in, in the impact that parents have on their kids and mm-hmm. how much, you know, you yell at the ref about something that kid's going to start thinking the same thing and not listen to what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the same thing as when they yell at the coach because they think they know better. And this is another problem because most coaches are volunteers. They also can end up teaching wrong things. Uh And so I I honestly think there should be more training for coaches, more opportunities for learning and more requirements, especially for contact sports like football. Yeah. Because if you're teaching a kid to tackle wrong, you could break their neck. Yeah. It's not like they're going to build up a stronger neck from getting all those low neck impacts. They're just going to get more susceptibility to a broken neck later on. Yeah. Yeah, So it's like, I I totally can respect that. And it's like, what people don't realize is like, kids are dumb. Kids are little sponges, you know, but they're also very dumb. A lot of people, uh, this is totally a tangent, but they talk about, you know, language learning, right? And like kids, oh man, kids, when they're a kid, they could just soak up language like a sponge. You ever have a conversation with a six-year-old? That kid's fucking stupid. That conversation is dumb. They're not good at talking. It's like people have this misconception that like, and it's only because they are a parrot. They are a parrot of everything that they've put into their brain. Their tiny little brain. (laughs) Their small brain. Their skull hasn't finished connecting to have the room for the brain to grow. Exactly. It's still got quite a bit more to go. Um, And like, even compared to like someone who's a teenager, they're still kind of an idiot. (laughs) Depends on the teenager, of course, but... Especially when hormones become a factor. Yeah, and so sports, through all these times, you get into this weird motion where it goes from, like, a child that is only learned from imitating the behavior that is around them, and all these parents and coaches yelling and all the violence and whatever is fine. Aggression, sure. Sports, uh, it's fine. But what's going to happen when they become a teenager, become their own person, the only outlet that they have ever practiced for anything is confrontation and anger and violence. And it's like, if you don't equip them with the tools, like, you're building their toolbox, right? I'm not a parent. I don't know the perfect parenting, but even I know that you're equipping your child with the tools that they need to succeed down the road. If the only tools that you give them are hammers, every problem is a nail. 
And also, if the only tools that you give them are the things that you give them and everybody else is wrong, mm-hmm. they're not going to learn stuff that maybe you don't even know. Exactly. I am always of the belief that we should be trying to improve the next generation instead of, for some reason, the ubiquitous thing is to belittle the next generation. Yeah. Like, who's raising the gener- that generation? It's us. It's our fault that they're shitheads if we're calling them <laughs> shitheads. What did you expect? We raised them. We're shitheads. Look at the shitheads that raised us. Like why? Like it's <laughs> and the shitheads be- who raised them. <laughs> well, that was the greatest generation. Oh, compared to right. the greatest. Is uh, it because they're great parents, grandparents? No, they fought in World War II. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but it's like it's like yeah. What what do you expect? Like we are trying to make the world better for the next generation, right? Aren't we? I mean, that, that should be the, the hope. Point? That yeah. should be the hope. Like, whatever, even if you have kids or don't have kids, there's going to be people that come after you unless your plan is to blow up the planet, which I'm not entirely convinced that it's not the plan of some people. <laughs> but it's it's just so fascinating, this cognitive dissonance of this concept of, like, oh, these fucking kids that I raised... And also, fuck the coaches, fuck the umpires, fuck, fuck the, the teachers, fuck the parents over there that raised that shithead. He's more of a shithead than my shithead. Can't believe this bullshit. So much shit. <laughs> I literally, I'm going to just, uh, I really want to describe that in more detail, yeah. but it's really difficult. No, to. I got it pictured up in here. It, yeah. it's, it's all up there. <laughs> no, but I, I, I it was just a full, like he threw his belly. It wasn't just like he walked up sticking his belly out. He was hunched and went, boom. What's, like. what's fascinating is that suggests that that move is practiced and has been executed yeah. many times before. But Because if he's the, it's not a easy, I don't have a belly like that. So I don't know what it's like to throw a keg a barrel in front of your stomach around like that i've got a couple sandbags i could throw but to be able to just like boing as a regular weapon he must do that a lot <laughs> i mean a it's bar <laughs> i can see it being a very effective fight stopper that's yeah. all i'll say you're right you're right yeah. he does have a barrier of like it's a, oh it's like when you we both had medicine balls you remember that video oh. i jumped in the air and you hit me with your medicine ball was it like that and i the just exercise went, ball <laughs> <laughs> yeah Yep. <laughs> oh man, that was very fun. That hurt. <laughs> I hitting the ground hurt. Yeah, the flying part was fine. The collision was fine. It was yeah. when you landed on your back. That ground, yeah. But it's fine. Oh my gosh. Wearing a men's warehouse outfit makes you confident, like you could do anything. So you dance like no one is watching, even though everyone is watching. Because of the men's warehouse outfit, you interview like the job is already yours because it is. Because of the men's warehouse outfit, you golf as if the rules don't apply to you because you're too well-dressed for rules. Because of the men's warehouse outfit. At Men's Warehouse, get measured, get fitted, get hot, get confident in everything from tailored suits to underwear and all the stuff in between. Love the way you look at Men's Warehouse. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
okay, so this is all the ways parents can poorly affect. There's got to be a silver lining to this. I can't go through this whole episode horribly depressed about the next generation. Well, I wanted to talk about one other thing um, that parents do that's negative, but I'll okay. hold on. Okay, well, no, no, we can go negative and then we'll okay. go positive. So the one other thing that parents do that are negative, and this is just from my education that I learned this from kinesiology and sports science and those sorts of levels Big of fancy words. Yeah. Is overuse. And the reason I bring up overuse is because early specialization into one sport, because they're like, you're great at this sport. This is the only sport you're going to play. You're going to do it year round. It results in three things. Uh huh. Burnout, mm-hmm. muscle imbalances, uh-huh. and overuse injuries. Right. Which are bad for a kid. Yeah. Because if, if they love a sport and all of a sudden they're doing it year round and they're focused on it in a tremendous way, they're going to get tired of it. Also, if they have expectations it. for it, too. Yeah. Like, if it's not fun, why would you do it? I mean, we we talk about content creation and burnout because it's like, you know, we're constantly having to create stuff. But to some people, that's very difficult to do. Or they get in the monotony of it's the same thing over mm-hmm. and over yeah. and over. Which is why I'm a big proponent of trying new things all the time. Yeah. Hence this podcast. This is a new thing for me. I don't really do sports. I still don't really do sports, but I'm learning about sports. It's fun to talk about. And that's why you should tell your friends that may not like sports about this podcast. Or I will show up under your bed tonight. And not in a good way. In a very bad way. And the Tyler will be there, too. He'll wrap his long, long arms around the bottom of your bed, reaching slowly up the sides until he creeps under the sheets, grab you by your neck, and pull you Crushes through you. the bed and crush you. Dead. Even unless you share this podcast with a friend. What are you talking about? Oh, I lost my train. <laughs> some some bad um, parents bad do bad. No, it was just burnout. Burnout, right? Yeah, burnout. the year out thing. And because I, someone on the subreddit was very vocal that working out as a child does not stunt your growth. What do you have to say about this development? So. Working out as a child doesn't stunt your growth, okay. but there are certain exercises in mm-hmm. particular that can. If you overdo it or you overexert at a young age, you can damage your growth plates. You can cause injuries that make growth be stunted, Right. which is why I said it can stunt your growth uh-huh. because if you do it improperly, because if you don't have the exercise down, you don't have the motor skills to exercise properly. Right. Injuries can happen, which then will lead to stunted growth. Yeah. And I, I like checkmate Reddit, checkmate Redditor. I can't talk, so ignore every kind of sass I was about to unleash. Um, but I imagine it's like these are extreme case scenarios. Correct. Where if you've got a child and you're trying to get a world record child deadlift or something like that. Yeah. You, you, like the extreme, extreme, what a kid should not be doing, what is not what their body is meant to do at that time. You can do like, I'm not saying don't do deadlifts or anything. I'm not speaking from any kind of expertise, but it's like clearly there's a limit to everything. And that's what you were talking about. Correct. Okay. Correct. That's what I was getting at. But even so, like in sports, if you're doing it every day all year round, yeah, you can get injuries. You could, you could, their body is developing. So you can have things that like kind of like funnel them towards an injury mm-hmm. because of the way that their body is still growing and they're using it in a very specific way to get better at something and trying to, the, when you get better at something, you're demanding that your body improve at something, right? So your body literally adapts to that motion or movement or whatever coordination. And in doing so, while your body is growing, you can demand more. More than your body is able to do at that point in your life if you're like, I need to throw in a 100-mile-an-hour pitch as a 7-year-old. And it's like, 
yeah, you could throw your whole arm out of socket. You could like do something damaging to the tendons, which are still growing. You know, all these kind of things. You can overdevelop in one area and underdevelop another area, which yeah. then results in a problem later on. Yeah, muscle imbalance can cause so many different issues, especially when you're growing mm -hmm. into how your body forms. And if your body forms in a way due to muscle imbalance, that can cause long-term damage and long-term injuries. It's uh, what happened to me. That's why I'm the height that I am is because I, I was going for the world record uh, six-year-old squat and uh, it just compressed my knees into my shins. I'm actually supposed to be one shin longer than I am now. I had three articulating joints on my legs. Well, <laughs> um, my big toes, both of my big toes are actually smaller than they should be because I shattered both of the growth plates in my you big toes. Poor big toes. But that's, that's... <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. Your baby big toes. <laughs> my poor big toes. Dude, Tyler, have tiny toes. No, I don't have it's tiny, tiny toes. Toe, Tyler, please, someone Photoshop Tyler's no. toes. So small. No, I've been available. I've been You've able. You've been baby toes for so long. I've been able to avoid wiki feet. Now these artist you renders are going to be on Special feet. Don't worry, your feet are no different than anybody else's. No, but that that is an actual thing. Is what did I did you do? To, what did you do to both your toes? Um, well, one of them, I was running and sliding on a hardwood floor. And and hit the edge of a rug and it turned underneath my foot. Um, that's one of the times. The other time was actually uh, could have been a lawsuit because of negligence that I learned about in college. Oh. I sat on a bench after a wrestling meet mm -hmm. and the bench wasn't bolted to its stands oh. that were bolted to the ground. So I sat on it and it swung up and I went straight into the concrete underneath the lockers in the locker room uh. just because I was trying to put my shoes on. Uh. And that shattered the growth plate in my toe. You were actually still wrestling at that time. Um, Probably. It was late in the season, I think, freshman year. Ow. Well, that sucks. Yeah, because I think I even walked. And you blame out. your parents for this. No. This is the parents being no. bad. Uh-oh. No, no, no. <laughs> Tyler's um, tiny toes are <laughs> full. Stop it! You could probably get a toe lengthening surgery. I bet you could do that. Hey, you get toe lengthening, I'll get leg lengthening. <laughs> we'll be partners what in crime. What if you stand on your really long toes, <laughs> like three-inch long tippy toes? Best ballet dancer in the world. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. It could be. It could happen. It could, could happen. happen. So I... We talked about what what was that burnout? Yeah. We talked about the injuries of over specialization. Yeah. Early specialization. What was the other one that I said? I already lost. It. I don't know, man. You say a lot of stuff. Oh, oh God. Party. <laughs> Mark is switching the different colors of the LEDs we have for this room that we haven't officially put in the right spot yet. I like blue. Blue works. Blue's cool with this. Oh yeah, that makes yeah. that the the soundboard. Yeah, we're getting really the pop. go on my favorite sports team studio up and running uh, real soon. Uh, operation is going well. Um, we're gonna kick the asses all those distractible losers real soon. We're gonna show them what far right. Dude, fuck those guys. Sure, Mark. Fuck them. <laughs> I will never say a negative thing. I'll say all the negative things. Just like I'll, I'll call out I'll call out all the other sports podcasts that are never as good as we are. Joe Rogan Sports. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I like how that's where we go. Clearly not knowing the other sports I don't podcasts. know any other sports podcasts. You think I know another sports podcast? No. All I know is that we're the number one sports podcast on Spotify. But 
since I don't remember the third thing I said, and we probably already kind of talked about it, uh-huh. um, let's go into the good things parents can do. Okay, good things. Right. Yeah. So everyone's been writing in all the bad things. Cross those out. That's actually not what you're supposed to do. These are the good things you can do as a parent. First of all, being there as a parent to watch your kid play. Right. Just to be there. Just support. I mean, the immense gratitude that I have for both my mom and my dad mm. for every baseball game. My dad was coaching, but he wasn't just a coach. He was my dad. During the game, he was a coach. Mm -hmm. After the game, he was my dad. And my mom would keep stats. She would have the stat book out and would keep track of that. And I would be able to sit down and talk with my mom. Uh The filming, being able to go back and look at... (sighs) The years that I played and the improvement. There are almost no videos of me as a child. It is only pictures. There, I know there are some somewhere, uh, but me as a small child, like there are an, almost no videos of me, which is so strange considering most of my life is cataloged on YouTube yeah. now, and it probably will be for as long as YouTube is there, and people will archive it. So, like this section of my life is the most detailed capture of who I am and what I've done ever. A lot of people are having their entire lives now very documented because everyone has a really, really good camera in their pocket. Yeah, Everyone does. Almost everyone, of course. But it's it's just nuts, the idea of like not having those memories. It's it's important, especially like for the well, okay, the first, my first wrestling match can can be thrown away. <laughs> that, I think it was a 12 second pin. I don't, I don't think I need that one. I don't need that one. But, but just like, yeah, having those memories. Like, this podcast episode is how to be a parent. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I mean to be to be a parent as far as an athlete and to recognize like how we as a society need to actually view and try and help guide parents in the right direction in the sense of trying to keep them from yelling at officials, trying to keep them from yelling at coaches, you know, you know, and really for me, I think it's, it's a call out to the kids to be able to hold their parents accountable as well. That's tough. That's a tough ask. Like it it really is weird. Like it's a strange situation to be in when you have a parent, they're just yelling, obviously throw them out, throw them out of the game. They don't even deserve to be there. Yeah. Like, it's just like, why are you there if you're not going to have fun and be supportive? But also just like, but what happens? happens when they just are an asshole they recruit other assholes to be more assholeish you know it's it's tough i get it you know people don't want to bother with because they're just trying to support their kid but this all they don't want to make a scene like i get it i would yell at someone i got no problem with yelling someone yeah i love a good fight i love a good fight i don't like being angry but i like righteous indignation i like yeah. i like having an outlet for proper anger so i'll pick a fight if it's a good like proper supposed to be happening fight any day but it's just like well, my hope, honestly, from this is for parents to hear this and recognize that, you know, in themselves possibly to see, mm-hmm. you know, the things we talked about, that they yelled at officials and get a newfound understanding of being like, oh, that's me. Maybe I should work on not doing that. You hear that, parents? Two childless men <laughs> are telling you how <laughs> I'm not to telling you how to, The whole thing is I'm not telling you how to raise your kids. I'm right, telling right. you how to... To act in in a sporting world in that a, we exist. in a weird way though it overlaps right I'm not yeah. saying you're trying to tell people how to raise kids but these these are the repercussions and you can see them illustrated very clearly in sports because sports are a team dynamics uh, situation you have crowds there you it's a people situation you you need people skills to be involved in it and it's like social skills are not taught they are experienced you get used to the environment and what happens and the repercussions that happen to people that are outliers in terms of the quote social norm are picked up on whether good or bad this is just human psychology and the way we work as groups but by promoting like good habits at least in a structured area like a sporting arena of some kind where you have rules and you have respect and you have like admiration and cooperation and it's not all about being a 
sore loser or a bad winner, you know, you can create an environment where there are constraints and you could be like, okay, this is an area for a kid to learn correct, incorrect behavior, like how to behave in these situations, how to be supported, how to support others, how to be a good sport. And then going into more good things that it has, like parents are the ones that will drive to games, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that gives you an opportunity to have deeper conversations with your kids Mm. in the sense of like, I still remember like losing a game and how my mentality was and how bad I felt and how much just a little like, oh, let's, let's go get an ice cream and just talk about something. You see that bird, Billy? You see that bee? But it's like a bunny. I fucked your mom behind the bleachers <laughs> at the baseball stadium. I saw you born, son. No, but it creates a bonding moment because... Don't ignore me, boy! <laughs> Stop talking about how I was made! <laughs> Never! That's how you're going to make your kid. I don't know what accent this is. You ever just do a new voice and you're like, I don't know who this man is. All the time. (laughs) All the time. But I I just remember numerous like deeper talks about understanding that, you know, failure is a part of life. Mm. And it's something that gives you an opportunity to improve upon. It gives you motivation to get better and to not let it break you down, but give it an opportunity for you to see the areas in which you can be better. And sport is an easy way, an easy indicator to be able to be like, I need to work on ground balls. I need to work on my scoring ability in basketball, my shooting. I need to work on my dribbling, my passing. I need to work on my route running or my blocking. All of those factors, it's the same thing. And the similarities that has to life is so immense that it gives you those teachable moments. You want to know how I learned about failures, son? When the condom broke as I was fucking your mom under the bleachers. Don't trust that. Will bleep me out. I don't think I could, I'll be yeah. defamed or anything like that. The other thing is it gives you a bond over being able to watch sports or being able to share what you're passionate about with your kids. Don't force them to do it, but if they have a similar passion, it gives you an opportunity to relate to them at a deeper level. Um, Why do you think I'm sharing my passion of the passion I shared with your, your mother, mother under the bleachers so you can pass that passion on to someone else? <laughs> Don't shake your head like that. Come on, man. Come on, son. (laughs) I'm giving Mark a disappointed look. Wow, you don't think I'm not disappointed in you, son? Look at how you turned out. You don't even have a kid yet. Damn you. Listen, I'm well aware my mom died before she could have a grandchild. Not your mom. This is a hypothetical situation. (laughs) I'm talking to the ethereal child in between us. Oh. Why I reached out to like pat know. the child on the head is know, beyond man. me. <laughs> there, there, kid. There, there, there. there <laughs> no, but uh, being able to have your kid join youth sports if they so desire it gives them an opportunity to meet people. The social mm. skills gives yeah. you an opportunity to be there for them, see them develop, and you know, gives you opportunities to like play catch in the backyard or mm. shoot hoops with them. It just gives you time to have fun with your kids and at the same time bond with them in a level to where you can bring your inner child out and they can learn from you in a mm-hmm. positive manner. Yeah. I think that one of the important things that 
people need to realize is, is the, the in the whole concept of like the inner child. I, I love that concept, but also like I feel like it's restricting when people think about it because they get embarrassed. They're like, ooh, I don't want to be a like kid. I want to be an, a mature adult. That inner child is just your imagination and your willingness to embrace who you are and not worry about the judgment of others. That's what the inner child really is, the innocence of that time. And that can become tainted and like, you know, trauma can respond in different ways. Everyone's a different situation. But what it boils down to is like having fun is okay. Yeah. Enjoying yourself, like seeing the joy of your kids playing around with other kids, like the, the next generation really thriving with their TikToks and their their boomerangs and their whatnots and who has their social their media, social medias, their slimes, their like slime, their texting acronyms, yeah, la lol, their emojis, emo. I love the emoji movie. <laughs> <laughs> You ever watch Morbius? <laughs> I'm about to morb. I love that. The kids. Ah, good. No. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it's like, who fucking cares what people like? It's like, I don't get why people get their panties in a twist about all these things that other people are enjoying when it's like you could be enjoying it with them. So why not, right? And that's why I get people are being like, sports, Dominic, Rome, Red Coliseum. I don't know what they were talking about. I don't even remember. It's just like, sure, there's bad sides to everything. There's bad sides to being alive. It doesn't mean that, like, it can't have good purpose. You just got to look deeper or not even that deep. Look at a, look at that kid doing somersaults down to home that plate. Was, oh, it was, that kid's... The thing I took away from that video was like, the first time I watched it, I was like, that is the most adorable thing I've ever seen. I know, right? The independence of not having a care in the world of everyone yelling. Yeah, And yeah. he's just like, wee! <laughs> And then after the second time I listened to it and I heard his, the parent that's filming it, who I assume is the parent of the kid because they said his, their name yeah, 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 was yeah. saying, no, get up, Ron. Like mm. trying, obviously trying to teach him the right way, but at yeah. the same time, the tone in which it was being said. Well, to that kid, all the kid can hear is, Mom! yeah, yeah. So I don't think the kid baited it. Yeah. Line. And I, I think the coaches did a great job because they were just like next to him coaching him. And yeah, I yeah. could tell some of them were kind of laughing. I, I love the idea of like really enthusiastic coach to a child like, all right, Billy, you gotta go down to home age. All right, move that. We gotta get on down home. He's in there. He's out. Anyway, this this has been. Uh, you can take everything we said uh, for a grain of salt from the parental standpoint, but from the sports standpoint, remember 50% of our opinion is a master's degree opinion. <laughs> so thank you so <laughs> much for listening to our incredible collaborated master's degree. Uh, we both work really hard on it. Uh, and thank you, Tyler, for informing me about how to be a good parent should I ever have a child. No, really just let your kids somersault down third, the third baseline to score the game-winning run. Exactly. Was that the game-winning run? I think so, the way the crowd probably the only score of the entire game. Could have been. <laughs> Could have been. But anyway, yes. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening at home. If you've ever screamed at a coach for uh, making a bad call, then think inwardly on yourself and look at your shame. And uh, if you ever are considering volunteering to be an umpire or something like that, know that there are great parents out there, and it can be a very rewarding and very fun job as I've done it myself. Exactly. Can be. Doesn't always have to be, but that's life, right? That's life with every job, unfortunately. With every job. Not mine, though. <laughs> 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 
All right, like, subscribe, listen every Thursday. All of you beautiful, elegant people out there, uh, if you have someone that you want to get enlightened about the world of sports, we are rolling into more current events with every episode. Stay tuned for live shows coming at you and uh, the Butler content, all that stuff. We've been trying to get our studio up and running so that we could get all that in the YouTube channel, but very soon, very yes. soon. And that crazy succulent merch that you're going to get. Sweet, sweet, merch. Succulent. When's that coming out? Uh, as soon as we get back to the merch people. Well, we'll get back to the merch people. We got to get people divided into teams. We got to get them picking. We got to get them fighting. Well, the, that we're getting the standard stuff out first, and we're working on the. Can we do a t-shirt that's like, I'm no longer friends with Distractable. GMFST <laughs> is my best friend now, you know, and then it's us. Can we get that? If, you, if you're listening now and you want that, please let us know. Uh, okay. Okay, bye.